Additional thoughts. Let me add to all these one plain word of application. You will never attain simplicity in preaching without plenty of work, pains, and trouble. I say emphatically, pains and trouble. Turner, the great painter, was asked how he mixed his colors so well and what made them so different from those of other artists. He replied, Mix them? Mix them? Mix them? Why, with brains, sir? I am persuaded that in preaching, little can be done except by trouble and by pains. I have heard that a young and careless clergyman once said to Richard Cecil, I think I need more faith. No, said the wise old man, you need more work, you need more pains. You mustn't think that God will do work for you, though he is ready to do it by you. I entreat my younger brothers to remember this. I beg them to make time to develop their sermons, to take trouble to exercise their brains by reading. Only be sure you read what is useful. I wouldn't have you spend your time in reading the early church fathers in order to help your preaching. They are very useful in their way, but there are many things more useful in modern writers, if you choose them discreetly. Read good models and become familiar with good examples of simplicity in preaching. As your best model, take the English Bible. If you speak the language in which that is written, you will speak well. Read John Bunyan's immortal work, The Pilgrim's Progress. Read it again and again if you wish to attain simplicity in preaching. Don't shun reading the Puritans. Some of them, no doubt, are heavy. Goodwin and Owen are very heavy, though they are excellent artillery in position. Read such books as those by Baxter, Watson, Trail, Flavel, Charnock, Hall, and Henry. They are, to my mind, models of the best simple English spoken in old times. Remember, however, that language alters with years. They spoke English, and so do we, but their style was different from ours. Also, read the best models of modern English that you can get. I believe the best English writer for the last hundred years was William Cobbett, the political radical. I think he wrote the finest simple Saxon English the world has ever seen. In the present day, I don't know a greater master of tersely spoken Saxon English than John Bright. Among old political orators, the speeches of Lord Chatham and Patrick Henry, the American, are models of good English. Last but not least, Never forget that, next to the Bible, there is nothing in the English language which, for combined simplicity, articulateness, eloquence, and power, can be compared with some of the great speeches in Shakespeare. Models of this sort must really be studied and studied with brains, if you wish to attain a good style of composition in preaching. On the other hand, don't neglect talking to the poor and visiting your people from house to house. Sit down with your people by the fireside and exchange thoughts with them on all subjects. Discover how they think and how they express themselves, if you want them to understand your sermons. By doing so, you will unknowingly learn much. You will pick up modes of thought and get ideas of what you should say in your pulpit. A humble country clergyman was once asked whether he studied fathers. 
The worthy man replied that he had little opportunity to study fathers, as they were generally out in the fields when he called. But he studied mothers more, because he often found them at home, and he could talk to them. Wittingly or unwittingly, the good man hit the nail right on the head. We must talk to our people when we are out of church if we desire to understand how to preach to them in the church.